The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Avraham ben Hashem Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Yosef ben Sarah ben Sarah Batrachet Ena refer Nahem betoch Shemchle Amo Yisrael Amen. We begin today's daf on Sadi Aleph Amud Bet. We are three lines from the bottom. Amar Rami Berhama. Reuven shemachar Sadel Shimon shelob Achrayut. Reuven sold the field to Shimon. Not accepting Ahrayut. Not accepting Ahrayut means that if there's a lien on the field and the creditors come to get the field from Shimon, Reuven is not going to compensate uh, Shimon for any of it. That's Shelo Bahrayut. Shimon, and Shimon took that exact same field, he sold it back to Reuven, accepting upon himself Ahrayut, meaning if any uh, debtors come along and take that field, Shimon accepts upon himself the obligation to guarantee it. And what happened about that Balchov the Reuven, and one of the Balchovot that Reuven owed money to, the Katarif Lemine, and he took the field and said, listen, you owe me this money, I'm, you, that's part of your assets, I'm taking that as uh, as payment. Dinahu, so the Deen is what? The Azush Shimon has to go and and save him. Because since he sold it Bahrayut, Rami Barhama holds that he has to save him. Now, uh, the Gemara comes over and says, Amad Rabah, Rabah says, no, he does not have to save him in this case. Nihi da harayut de alma kabil aleh. A harayut de nafsheh mi kabil aleh. Which means, Rabah holds that he accepted upon himself, Shimon, which means, if there's a lien on this field, and somebody's coming to collect the debt out of a lien that was on the field, yes, I'm coming to protect you. But I'm not accepting upon myself just to pay free debts, to personal loans uh, to people. Because normally when a person borrows money, any assets that he has, when the creditor comes to him, he has to just pay. So now what happened in this case over here, the guy came along and said, hey, you know, you owe me money. He, the, the lien, the, the, the field was not uh, uh, bad to the uh, loan, per se. But since that's one of his assets, the law is, he has to give it to him. So Shimon could come along and say, hey, listen, I, I didn't give you this field over with Ahrayut, so you can just pay back uh, any loans. I accepted upon myself that if there was a Shabud on this Kaka from before, I'm going to take care of it. Now, we have to understand what's Rabbi Barhamah's logic. Rabbi Barhamah, on the other hand, said no. That he accepts upon himself the shi'abud, and therefore he has to, he has to save him. So the explanation of to Rabbi Mahama would be as follows. Because let's say uh, Shimon himself would uh, sell this field, right, uh, to somebody else. And he would sell, sell it to somebody else, not to the Uven. Sell to somebody else with Ahlayut. I'm accepting upon myself Ahlayut. Now the creditors of the Uven, they come along and they say, uh, okay, you know, you owe us money. And they go to this guy and they take the money. He's going to have to pay. So there would be a case where he would have to pay for Reuven's uh, debts if he would have sold it to somebody else. Therefore, if he sells it to Reuven, he also has to pick up the uh, debt. Which means, if the field that we're discussing of Isha was sold to somebody else, those creditors, they would have to come, they can come and get it from uh, that somebody else, that third party, and uh, claim that the Reuven owes us uh, this money, we're taking the field. And Shimon would have to stand by and pay. So well, since Shimon would have to pay for sold to somebody else, he also has to pay even if it's uh, to uh, sell it to Reuven himself. 
However, Rava agrees in a certain case. Let's say Reuven inherited a field from his father, Yaakov. Then what does he do? He sold it to Shimon. He didn't accept uh, any uh, achrayut. And then Shimon sells back that field to Reuven. And he takes responsibilities. Now the creditor of Yaakov. Of Reuven's father comes along and he wants to take the land. In this case, even the Rava will agree that Shimon has to stand by his pledge and save him from the credit of being compensated. Which in this case, over we look at it as the creditor of Yaakov is considered the Alma. That's not considered Reuven's personal debt. Which is even though. Normally we have a rule that says that the son is a leg of the father, like, and therefore you might say that, just like Yaakov's debt is really the Uven's debt, and therefore Shimon come along and say, hey, I didn't accept uh, to pay the Uven's bills. No, this is considered the Alma. Therefore, what the creditor of Yaakov comes along, that already accepts upon himself, therefore he has to pay the, uh, uh, defend, meaning he has to compensate him for, for, the, uh, for, the, for, 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 the, for the field. Amar Ami Barhamar, Ami Barhamar comes along and says another case. Reuven, the story of Reuven. Shemachar Sadeh Lishimon Bahrayut. So what did he do? He sold the field to Shimon with a guarantee. Vizakaf Allah bimilve. He converted the payment of the field into a loan, which means Shimon did not have money to pay. So he told him, you know what, you owe me the money. Let's say the field was a thousand dollars. Uh, he told me, okay, listen, you don't have the thousand dollars to pay me, no problem, you owe me the, uh, the money. Umet Reuven, and now Reuven died. Ve'ata ba'alchov Reuven ve'katarif la'am Shimon, Reuven had a creditor. So the creditor of Reuven went to Shimon to get the, uh, to get the field. Okay? Now, ufayseh bezuzeh, Shimon settled him by paying the money. Okay, so let, let, let's follow exactly what's taking place over here. Reuven sold the field to Shimon. Shimon didn't have money to pay. So Reuven said, you know what? You owe me the money. Okay? You owe me the money. What happens now? Reuven dies. Now, Shimon still owes the money. Now, what happens over here? One of the creditors of Reuven, he's owed money also. He goes to the field of Shimon now. And says, listen, I'm taking uh, that field over there. So Shimon comes on and says, you know what? I owe money anyway to, to, to the Uven for this field over here. So you know what? I'm going to pay you uh, the thousands. I'll settle the debt. I took care of the debt now, which means I paid the thousand. I, I took care of one of his uh, creditors. Now I'm good. Now, uh, now, now, now I can keep the uh, field. Now the story continues. What happened? Dinahu, the law is, the Amri le benere Uven. The children of the Uven can come along and say now, Anan metaltele shavak abuch gaban. Say, listen, our father has by you metaltelin, meaning you owe us a thousand dollars. Umetaltele de yatme lebal chov lo which means thank you very much for paying the thousand to the bal chov, but that's got nothing to do uh, with us over here. Which means you owe us a thousand dollars. You had no, there's no shi'abud on metaltalin to a creditor. And therefore, you still owe us the thousands. Even though you paid it, does not get you off the hook from paying back pay our father's debt. Which means, normally, normally now, 
the uh, this fellow Shimon would have to pay back the Yatomim. Right. The father's debt now goes to the Yatomim. What is Shimon claiming? Hey, listen, uh, I took care of it. I uh, I paid one of your father's creditors. He said, listen, there was no... Uh, you paid my father's... You, what did you owe my father? You owe my father money. No, you owe money. You owe him money. You owe him a thousand dollars. You don't own the land. You bought the land. You owe for the land. Exactly. And therefore, there's no shi'abud on this... Uh, uh, on this thousand you owed, there was no when, when the creditor came to you and you gave him the thousand, there was no uh, 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 lien on this uh, money to pay him over there, and therefore they're going to come along and say they want it for themselves. For themselves. So the deal is over here. Let's read Rashi to get this uh, clearer. Rashi says, "Zakfan alab bebalve." He didn't give him the money immediately. That was our year of money. Then what happened? Uven died. One of the Uven's creditors came to Shimon. And Shimon appeased him. He gave him money. Which is the money that he owed the Yatomim for the field. It's because he sold them Which means the Uven said, uh, I'm responsible. Correct? So therefore, he said, okay, listen, he's responsible. So I'm going to pay uh, the debt. And therefore, I take care of the, uh, the, the, the loan. So the Gemara says that she says metaltele shavik avun gabach. The Yitomim can come along and say that my father left by you metaltin vehaya baal chov shel abinu mesulak memenu she'en lanu karka, which means we don't have any karka. Ba'ot lo ayal lechaliten. You shouldn't have given the ma'ot to this creditor. The metaltele diyatme lo mishtabe lebaal chov, which means like this. That money you owe us. There's no shi'abud on money of the Yatumim to pay back creditors. Therefore, would you give that money uh, to the government? We're not obligated to pay this guy from uh, from money. You owe us this money. Right. There's no shi'abud on money. So you came on, you settled my father's debt. Who is going to sell my father's debt? We're not obligated to settle my father's debt from uh, from from Italy. Therefore, and therefore, you cannot come along now and have a, a, a claim against us over here. We don't have; any, they didn't inherit any karka from the uh, from the father as well. So let's just speak out what happened over here. The uh, Uven sold the field to Shimon. Shimon um, did not pay, so he owed him the money. The Uven died. The Uven died. Creditors came now. To, creditors of the Uven came to Shimon. Uh, claiming that why the Uven owed him money, <coughs> and therefore they want to take the field. So what did uh, the Uven do? Uh, sorry, what did Shimon do? Shimon came along and said, okay, listen, uh, he sold it to me with Ahlayut, really, and therefore the Uven would have to really protect this uh, field. You know what, I owe him a $1,000 anyway. So he took the $1,000, he paid the creditors, and now uh, he has the field. Now he thinks he's even with the Uven. Which means I took the thousand that I owed him, I took care of the creditors, I paid his debt for him, I'm fine. Yetumim come along and say, hey, you owe, you owe us money here. Owe us money? No, I paid already. Who asked you to pay? The law is that movables, monies, are not mishubad for chov. The Yorshim's monies, the Yorshim's movables are not mishubad to pay their father's debts. And therefore they tell Shimon, listen, you're a nice guy, you paid, but that's got nothing to do with us. You still owe us our money. We had no karka. So therefore, none of our assets over here are mishubad to pay Shimon. You have, you paid him, very good. You saved the property. But bottom line, you still owe us the father's debt, and therefore they can claim money from him. 
And the Gemara says that that's, that that's exactly what the claim is. And the Shimon indeed, Shimon indeed is going to have to pay that money. So comes the Gemara and says, like he says, the movable property children heard from their father is not subject to collection for their father's debts. The father's debts can be collected only from the land. This is part of the general rule that movables are not subject to liens. Okay, very good. Very good. So now comes the Gemara. Since the Uvin left his children no land, the creditor had no claim against them. The money that Shimon owed their father was not subject to the creditor's collection since money is movable property. Shimon therefore had no right to use their money to pay the creditor. Consequently, he still owes them the money. Now that Shimon paid the money, technically he's paying Reuven's debts now. So technically you could say, well, did you to me have to reimburse uh, um, um, uh, Shimon? Well, if they had karka, they would be obligated, but they didn't have any karka. So therefore, no, they don't have any karka, so they're not even obligated to repay Shimon for paying their father's debts. But the Gemara says, Amarava, If Shimon is clever, this is what he'll do. He's going to give Reuven's children land in payment of the debt, which means he owes the father, right? Oh, so know. give them a piece of land. And then what? Collect the land back to satisfy the guarantee that Reuven gave him. Because didn't Reuven give him a guarantee? And therefore, which means, let him pay back the the, the, the debt, which means, I, uh, he owes a thousand dollars, let's say, to, to, to the Uven, right? Now goes to the Tomif. Okay, here's a piece of land, very nicely. Now, he paid a thousand dollars already to the creditor, okay. correct? Say, so, you uh, you sold me that land, the Uven was Ahrayut. And what's the law? The Ahrayut goes on Karka. And then if we could take the Karka right back and say that comes right back to me. Like the law of Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, that collected karka from the uh, from the debt that was owed to their father. The Baal Chov is able to come and take it back from them. Let's read Rashi. Which means the Hadush is like this. It's still considered a Yerusha. Even though uh, Shimon gave a piece of real estate, let's say, for the for the money that he paid out, that real estate is considered coming Mahmat their father. And therefore it's still considered part of the Yirusha. Right. And therefore the money of the Yirusha is Mishurbad for their father's debts. So now the Uvin come along, she won't come along and say, "Hey, listen, yeah, I paid money over here uh, for your father. And he guaranteed my property. He can take it back." Which means, don't think when the Uvin, when Shimon pays back that field, we look at it as that's part of the Yerusha, because that's part of the things that come down the pipe to, to the children. Part of the pipe that comes down the pipe is the money was the money comes and the money was owed to their father. So they were they were Yerusha just now. And what's the deal of Yerusha? There's a shi'bud on the chavot of the father on the karka. So now the Shimon, the same Shimon comes back and says, Hey, you know, your father sold me a piece of land and there was a shi'bud, he, he accepted a harayut on it. And you know what? I had to pay a thousand dollars for that land over there. Hey, so there's, there's, I have a shi'bud against your father, which means... Um, pay me a thousand dollars. Pay me that money back. 
that's the way, if he's a pikeya, this is the way we're able to do it. Gemara continues, Amar Abba, Reuven, Shemachar kol sadotav de Shem'on. So Reuven sells all his fields to Shem'on. Vehazar Shem'on, Umachar sadeh ahat le Levi. Shem'on thereby went, and he sold one of the fields to Levi. So the creditor of Reuven came along, and he wants money. Reuven doesn't have money, so this leans on the field. It says, He can get paid from the field of whoever he likes. He can either go to Shimon, or he can either go to Levi. This leans on Reuven's fields. So therefore the Likuchot, they can go to the Likuchot, either one. So the Gebara says, Velo Amaran Ela Dezabna Benonit. This is only talking about where uh, Levi bought from Shimon Benonit land. Because the law is that Baal Hov, he takes from the mediocre lands. There's three types of lands. There's Edit, which is the best, there's uh, Benonit, that's mediocre, and then there's Ziburit, which is the most inferior. So, so long as Levi has a Benonit land, so then already. He can go to Levi as well. But if Levi bought Edit or Ziburit, Matsi Amar Le, Levi can come along and say, That's why I was Matriach myself to go buy specific lands because I knew you can't get it. Therefore, you can have Ta'anot against. Levi said, I went out of my way to buy Edith land and Ziburit land, because I knew the, 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 the Baal Hov cannot uh, take from it. So therefore, you can push him away, so he cannot take from Levi unless he has Benunit. Benunit, and even on the Benunit, Lo amaran ela de lo shavag Benunit dechvate. That this is talking about that when Levi bought, let's say, Benunit land from Shimon, that Shimon doesn't have any Benunit land by him that's comparable. But if Shimon has Benunit fields that are comparable, Matsi Amarle, so Devi again can come along and say, I left you a place to go get paid. So that's the basic halakha. Now we have to read Rashi to try to get some more clarity in the case. But that's basically the case. Let's review again. Uven sells all his fields to Shimon. Shimon thereby goes sells one of the fields to Levi. Uven's creditors come along. They want to get paid. Levi doesn't have any money. So they can go either to Shimon or they can go to Levi to take, their, take the fields to get paid. Gemara gave two stipulations. The only way they can go to Levi is if Levi has Benonit fields. But if he has Edit or Ziburit, no. And even if he has Benonit fields, it's only talking about a case where Shimon doesn't have comparable Benonit fields as well. Otherwise, you can tell him, listen, what are you coming to me for? Why don't you go to Shimon? Now let's read the sheet. Kol Tzadotav. Starting with the sheet. Kol Tzadotav. Reuven sold all his fields to Shimon. Bishtar Echad. So that she's first rule is he stole sold him in one shot. One star, he sold everything to him. The Bishte Starot 
and govin milevi, which means if he sold it to him at different times, and Reuven had some fields, sold a little to Shimon, kept some to himself, sold a little more. Ela imken nakach mishimon otash shelakach mereuven ba'acharona, unless. Levi bought from Shimon the last field that he bought from Reuven. Ela imken lakach mishimon otash lakach mereuven ba'acharona. Why? The matzi amarle heniach lechash Shimon makom nigbot hemenu keshelakach etzu ve'en zu b'shabudach de'en nifra'in menechasim shubadim. So he's coming to him and say, when he sold all his properties to Shimon, then uh, if he sold subsequently one to Levi, so then already since Reuven had left nothing to himself, all of them went to Shimon. So that's like transferred to Shimon the whole uh, the whole debt. And then when he subsequently sells one of them to Levi, so therefore he, in that case he can go to Levi. But if he sold it at separate times, Meaning, he sold uh, part of the fields to Shimon, and then subsequently, let's say Shimon sold uh, one to uh, Levi, but there were still fields by Reuven. So then Levi can come along and say, "What are you coming to me for? You can only go to uh, Shimon." Now, just to read that, it's kedai to get these rules here. So I want you to look at because these are new concepts over here. So you read it inside. He writes, here I'm just going to read in the English, so you have a clarity of what's being said, because there's a couple of rules that have to be uh, uh, established here. He writes here, like this. A lender's right is to collect from average land. We know that, Benonit. And there is none left in Shimon's hands, because he sold it all. So the lender may collect his due from Levi, if he wishes. In this respect, buying the field from Shimon is different than buying it from Reuven himself. Which means, the Levi bought from Shimon, he did not buy from Reuven. There's a difference in that, he explains. Had Levi bought average land directly from Reuven, and left it with inferior land, the lender could not have been able to collect from Levi, because the law is that the creditor may not collect from a buyer, as long as there are properties of any grade in the debtor's possession. Klaal. As long as Reuven is holding anything, even Ziburit, you can't go to the Likuhot. That rule, however, was enacted by the rabbis to protect buyers. Right, guy's going to buy something and he's going to get uh, uh, taken away from him. So you know what? As long as the original Reuven has uh, anything, you go to him first. It therefore applies only to land bought directly from the debtor. <laughs> Which means that would only be if Levi bought from Reuven directly. However, Levi cannot insist that the lender collect from Shimon rather than himself. Now Levi can't come along and say, hey, why, don't you, why are you taking it from me? Why don't you go to the buyer, Shimon? Because Shimon is also a buyer. And therefore, when it came to two buyers, Levi cannot push him away. If Levi bought directly from Reuven, Levi would be able to push him to Reuven. Now, in fact, Levi bought from Shimon, they have two buyers, Levi cannot push him to uh, Shimon. Therefore, if the lender wished to collect the average property is due from Levi, where the properties remaining in Shimon's hands are all inferior, he may do so. Which is, let's say Shimon has now all Ziburit land. He says, I don't want to get Ziburit from uh, Shimon. I want to take from, uh, from Levi. So he's able to take from Levi. <coughs> now, on the other hand, he writes, 
if the lender wishes to, to collect from Shimon, well, let's say Shimon has uh, Shimon with all the fields. Let's say Shimon has now Edit. He has nice, uh, nice high quality land. He may do that instead. For by buying all of Reuven's land, key line now, Shimon has effectively taken his place as the primary source of collection. Just like he would be able to take a deed from Reuven, once Shimon buys all the properties, so you're like Reuven. Therefore he can take a deed from Shimon. That's a very important cloud as well. He's like Reuven in the fact that he could take a deed from Reuven, so he could take a deed from Shimon. The lender may therefore say that as long as Shimon has any of Reuven's land, he does not wish to bother Levi, since Levi did not buy all of the land, but left a land in Shimon's hands, which he can collect from Shimon. Now the next paragraph is what we just read in Nashi. We can now understand why the Gemara must be speaking of a case where Shimon purchased all of Reuven's field at one time. For if Shimon had purchased them at different times, the lender would not be able to collect from Levi, unless the field he bought from Shimon was the last one Shimon purchased from Reuven. Why? For if Levi bought any of the earlier fields to be sold, right? He bought them the earlier uh, ones. He can claim that since there are still fields left in Reuven's hands, when Shimon purchased the field, he sold to Levi, the lien shifted to those other fields and away from those that were sold to him. Which means, well for me, it's between Reuven and Shimon now. There were still free uh, open fields that Reuven had at the time that Shimon sold his property to Levi, and therefore the Shemu never transferred to this property. Okay, so that's, uh, that's that cloud. Now the Gemara comes along and says that this is only talking about where Levi has been on it uh, again, which means from Shimon they can get Edith, but from Shimon, Levi can only get Benonit, and even the Benonit was saying that it's only because uh, there's no comparable by Shimon, but if it's comparable by Shimon, Levi come along and say, go to Natsuid Rashi, Rashi says, Banam Rashi, if he wants to go to Shimon and get Eidit, go I thought I just, we just learned the rule that said you can only get Benonit if you're a Balchov. You're right, but Shimon becomes like Reuven, because he took all his properties. You took everything. As long as I find all of Reuven's fields by you, what do I got He left me to go to you, what do I got to Levi for? Now, that's how Levi go there, but if he wants to go to Levi, he can take it as well. Okay, go on. Let's say he only has Ziburit, uh, Shimon. He don't want to take uh, Ziburit, but Levi has uh, Benonit. Go there, Benonit, Levi. Because you come along and tell Levi, Yes, I have a right to take from Benonit. My law is to take from Benonit. You bought it. Even if Levi would have bought directly from Reuven, it's not Ziburit, and Reuven just had Ziburit leftovers. Why? Because the law is, as long as Reuven has some fields left over, you got to go to Reuven. You can't go to the Likot, even if Reuven only has Ziburit. 
So long as it's benechorin, so long as it's free <coughs> assets over there, you go to them. Regardless of what they have, they're free to So therefore, because the rabbis made a tikkun over here, like we said, because so long as you're going to keep on buying liquid hot, you can always go to liquid hot, no one's going to want to buy anything anymore. Because they're also going to know that they didn't get uh, taken away from them. Because the matches, it's not Baal Chavo, Kedeh Chavo, Lo Yitruf Likuchot, Aval Ka'an, Shem'on Baal Chavo. But this case of here, Shem'on is considered Baal Chavo, because he won everything. Aval Ka'an Shem'on, Lab Baal Chavo, in the case where Reuven sold it to Shem'on, Va'af Alab Mikowach Tirfa'u, which is both Shem'on and the Vyar considered buyers. They considered the... They're not the actual Balchov. Therefore, in, in this case over here, he cannot go back to the Oven, because Oven doesn't have anything left. He can go to uh, Shimon to take Edit. He can go to Nivi only to take, because he's like once removed. He already bought it from... Uh, and only in the case where Levi bought... Reuven uh, sold all the properties. He's nechnas tachtav in one shtar, but for two shtarot, happened at separate intervals. So Levi can say, "When I got my field, there was still benechorin left by Reuven. Therefore, the do transfer to this uh, to this field that I'm uh, that I'm buying over there." Okay, that's good. Next Rashi. Uh, good. That's the case. Now we go to the next case. Next case is Amar Abaye. Second line of the Gemara. Okay, in regular case, Reuven sells a field to Shimon, meaning he takes responsibility that what? If any of the creditors come along, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna I'm gonna reimburse you. Sure enough, the Balchov of Reuven came along. And he wants to take the field from uh, from Shimon. He says, listen, the Reuven owes me money, I'm a creditor, I'm taking the field. Dinahu, the law is, the azil Reuven, Reuven is able to go, umafsele, and he could start dealing with the lokeyah, and try to save it from the lokeyah. Which means, he's able to go now and start creating a little interference to try to break the uh, ability of the lokeyah to take it from Shimon. He has a right. And the lokeyah, meaning Shimon, cannot say, He can't go and say, well, well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Shimon over here. We have rights now to stick your nose in with, uh, with my business over here. You can't tell him that. What do you have no business with me? Whatever you're going to take from him, it's going to come back to me. Because I'm going to have to reimburse him. Because this field over here is... I took it, I sold it to him with Ahrayut. Uh, so therefore, he could come along and make him, uh, maybe make a shivua, and uh, create, maybe I paid you, delay the process, and, and to try to make it that he won't take it from him. Swear to me that you didn't pay me yet. Things like that. So why do I swear to you? I'm not talking to him. I'm talking to him. I'm taking this field. What do you want? I am. I am the Baal Davar over here. Because if you take this field over here, I'm on the hook to pay Shimon back, Rashi. Dinau, the Azir of Mavsile, in Yesh Alav Shum Gilgul Devarim. If he has any sort of claims, Lachshov Chov Keneged Chov, which means he can come along and tell him, listen, uh, you owe me money, and therefore this is Keneged that, if I don't got to pay you it, or Ishtabalid Lopirati, or swear to me that. 
that you didn't uh, uh, that I didn't pay you uh, the, that you didn't get paid yet. He can't say that bad about him. Did he at any toif mechaklum? He can't come as a word. I'm not taking anything from you. It's Shimon's deal. They may not get it. Why the mafakt mine alai hadar? And therefore, he has the uh, the claim uh, against him. Comes again and gives a similar, uh, another opinion on this. Wow. Even if Reuven sells the field. So now really, Reuven's off the hook. Technically, he has nothing to do with this field. Even if it's taken away from him, there's nothing he can do. Still, he can stick his nose in. And come along and say, uh, listen, don't take the field, I paid you, swear to me. Now, the Chaurad, the boy can come along, the, 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 the creditor can come along and say, what are you getting involved in for? Because you know why? Listen, I don't want you to have claims on me. Which I know I'm not on the hook, but still bottom line, I sold him a field. I don't want all of a sudden now Shimon could come to me and say, hey, thanks a lot, you sold me a few, next, next day was uh, taken away from me by the creditors. Even though it's legal, because I didn't, I sold it to you without a halil, but who wants, uh, wants to put, put me in that position over there? So he says, it is affecting me. Therefore he's able to be galgale with him and make all type of uh, delays and then and make swears, like we said, in order to get him to, uh, to do such a thing. Amen, amen.